Hello. Good evening. How are you doing today? I'm fantastic. And yourself? I'm doing fine now. Just give me a moment to have a mark out geek moment for a second. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because I don't tell people the name of the person until I do the particulars, right? So so listeners, fans, potheads, let me, let me just run it down to you. Avian Hall of Famer, innovator, trendsetter, influencer, business owner, might well say icon, and just, can we just end it GOAT? <laughs> For the most part. <laughs> How many years have you been in this business, fam, this lady? <laughs> I've been in the industry 21 years. Thank you for that grand introduction. Yes, 21 years. You have seen it all. You have done it all in many ways. Um, When you was announced and you found out you were going to become an Avian Hall of Famer, please give me the emotions. Tell me your thoughts. Um, I, you know, I was just like, wow, that was really cool. I hope they know that I'm not done yet, though. <laughs> <laughs> they treated you like the WWE wrestlers out these piece. They were like, yeah, we're going to make a Hall of Famer now. We, we, we know she ain't retired yet, but <laughs> now. I mean, no, that's really how bad of a woman you is. They, they didn't even wait till you said, I'm done. They was like. <laughs> we gonna put you in, and you ain't even close to being, <laughs> you exactly. know. And um, I also see that you also make it a point to tell people about the business, teach people about the business, smart people up about the business. Um, and that's one of the reasons why I do this podcast. Please speak to the importance of why people need to learn how to end this business correctly to begin with. Uh, you know, I feel like a lot of times our industry gets a bad rap, you know, and uh, you're you're not going to have a great experience unless you, um, you know, treat the whole industry like the business that it is and give it the respect it's due, you know. So um, I just I always feel that, you know, having as much knowledge as possible is like always, you know, a good way to um, really dive into a subject. So. Um, yeah, you know, a lot of people like they leave the industry bitter and they didn't like the way that it turned out for them. And, um, I think a lot of that is like a lot of just career missteps, you know, within mm -hmm. their, within their job market or within their job. Yeah. Because you hear, you always hear the stories of God, I just hate that I was ever did porn and you didn't hate it when you was getting the money. Or maybe you did, and you shouldn't have been doing something you hate doing. In the first place. Yeah, but, like, let's let's put that out there, you know? Like, uh, yeah, because if you hear those stories. Yeah, because if you're shamed walking into the business, you're not going to be able to grow in the business because you're always going to hit the ceiling because you were what people think. This person might find out. And mm -hmm. you ain't not going to have a good time or enjoy the business in general. Yeah, you know, I run into a lot of um, people that don't really like sex as much as you would think they need to <laughs> in order to, you know, sell that. You like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, because you, know? you gotta like enjoy fucking. I mean, because you do yeah. a lot, of, even for one scene. But look, I gotta do the particulars because we've been going. 
and people <laughs> gotta know your name. So let me do these five tickets. We can get this thing rolling. Okay, beautiful. Yeah. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Smokers Lounge here on Anchor, the perfect app for anyone who's trying to start their own podcast. All you have to do is download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm, set up a profile. You can monetize your episodes and get them distributed same day and all this for free. So go to anchor.fm or download the app and start podcasting today. I'm your host, Kavanaugh, the Subway Champ, a.k.a. the Point Rap Star. Y'all know what it is because y'all done heard this. Shots out to England. Shots out to Russia. Shots out to freaking Canada. I didn't know I had fans there. So you know what it is. You want to see my porn links? You want to listen to my music, follow me on social media. One place, allmylinks.com backslash porn rap star. Find me everywhere with one link. Also, we are sponsored by LS community. I'm talking about LSworld.com. Go there today and get yourself a profile right now and start your life into the kinky side of things. You get what I'm saying? And we are proud member of the GW District Black Podcast Network. I'm talking about multiple podcasts giving you the black perspective, and while you're there, you can get some shopping done, people. I'm talking about health, beauty, fashion, you name it, they got it. So go to shopgwdistrict.com back, excuse me, shopgwdistrict.com. Buy black, support black businesses so we can build a black economy so we can create generational wealth. And the last thing, every Monday night, and y'all gonna hear this on Monday night, Monday Night Smoke on K97FM, the station for porn. The adult station. That's right. Every Monday, 8 p.m. sharp, Central Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You hear me with lovely ladies like this lady here and many others. We talk about the business of porn. You get me? Now, with that being said, I'm going to shut up and let this legendary Hall of Famer, a.k.a. Mama Goat, introduce us. <laughs> I'm Sarah J. <laughs> See, say no more. Now, one of the things that, because I followed her for years, and I always, when I was a talent, you was a dream for me to shoot with, because I love the way that you work, your scenes, it's just like, you were the epitome of a porn star. Thank you. You know, um, along Jenna Jameson lines, that's how I look at it, Uh, Gina Peppers, I can go down the list, baby girl. <laughs> so, um, let's start at the beginning. What got Sarah J into this? You know, I like sex, actually. I know a lot of people say that, but... <laughs> um, yeah, I was, you know, I was dancing. Uh, I was, like, stripping full-time. And mm-hmm. I, I liked parts of it. Like, I liked being viewed as a sex object. And I liked mm-hmm. having... Um, you know, I just, I, I was always kind of nerdy growing up and stuff. So to mm-hmm. turn that switch on kind of like changed, like, you know, just opened up mm-hmm. a whole new side of me. And I was kind of like, oh, that's nice. But um, I really didn't like, like the competition at the strip club. And it's like, really, it's like being in a locker room full of high school girls, you know, there's fights yeah. and all kinds of drama and stuff. And I was just like, not what I want. Um, but with it opening me up in a like sexual way, I was like, I think I'd like to have more sex and maybe like <laughs> maybe maybe more like interesting sex like mm-hmm. what, what kind of sex can I have actually and um you know at the time I was living in Vegas and I had met a couple porn stars and so it crossed my mind I didn't really watch too much porn myself 
Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I had met a couple porn stars and I was like, hmm, I think I could do that. That sounds like fun. And uh, yeah, so I bugged uh, one of them until she got me a job doing my first scene and mm-hmm. um, that went really well. Um, mm-hmm. Like for me, it went really well. The guy has like super struggled, but um, I knew <laughs> then that like, no, this is this, I can do this. Like, this is fine. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't feel weird or there's no kind of hang up at all. Like, this mm-hmm. is great. Like, I looked forward to it. It was super mm-hmm. fun. And then I just sought out more work. You know, I sent out my pictures to anybody I could find an email address for. <laughs> oh, definitely. So it was like when, when you did your first scene with the male mm-hmm. talent, um, what's some of the things that y'all did before the scene to get acquainted with each other? <laughs> did y'all discuss boundaries the whole night? Because, you know, a lot of times one of the things with my podcast, as you'll see as we move forward, I talk about the unpretty shit, the real shit. The shit that yeah. a lot of people don't talk about. You feel me? So speak to, you know, the atmosphere with you and the male talent from y'all discussing boundaries to, you know, the things that he did to kind of loosen you up and relax you. Because this, <laughs> it, because regardless of the fact, this is your first time in front of the camera. You feel me? I mean. Oh, you're so funny, though. Um, Because, like, I, well, first of all, I feel, always feel like I had two first scenes. I had one that didn't really work out and then it wasn't really released. And then I had mm-hmm. another scene, which was my first release scene. So, like, the first scene that I did, I remember they picked me up and they picked up the male talent. And so, like, we just chatted a little bit on the way to the location. And it was his first scene, too. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this doesn't sound like the greatest idea. Putting <laughs> two, like, newbies together. Whose who's casting idea is this, right? Mm-hmm. And... um. So, yeah, we just, like, we showed each other our test, and um, we just chatted a little bit, and I was getting my makeup and hair done, and, uh, you know, I just kind of got a vibe from him that, like, this might not go too great, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I was, like, he, I could, I could tell he was, like, well, nervous, like, maybe more than he should be, and I was not nervous at all. Like, I had no nerves. Like, I was, like, so hyped <laughs> and so excited to do this. Like, I was like, yeah, let's do it. You know, it was, like, going into a battle. Like, I was ready. You know, I was, like, so stoked. Yeah. And, um, yeah, the, like, he couldn't get hard at all. And they didn't do anything with the scene because there was nothing to do with the scene. Yeah, uh, that's it. Hell of a first scene. Yeah, yeah. He came to get hard. Oh, uh-uh, not at all. And so then, like, the second scene that I did, which I really count as my first scene because it was the first one that was released, mm-hmm. it was a lot more typical. Like, um, I showed up on set. It was being shot in an apartment in Vegas. And um, the only thing is, is, like, I didn't really understand the job of a porn star. Like, I really just didn't, to be honest with you. Like, I thought that I needed to be, like, the best at fucking you know, like I need to show out. Like I need to show out. Like I need to be the, like the best at fucking that I can be right now. So like I walk in and you know they just tell me what to wear and they kind of give me like a brief rundown. The guy is definitely done plenty of scenes. Like he wasn't of like any big name, but like at the same time, like he was very well versed in this. You know, like this was like no big deal for him. We like we shook hands. He was like, "Oh, hey, how you doing?" Like he went, like he went and ate like an apple or something, you know. And I put my clothes on, and they took my pictures. 
And then, like, we started the scene, and I was supposed to walk into the bathroom and suck his dick out of, like, he was getting out of the shower, I was supposed to walk in the bathroom, I was supposed to suck his dick, and then we were supposed to cut and then take the action to the bed. Very simple, you know? But, like, I walk into the bathroom, and I start sucking his dick, and I'm sucking the shit out of his dick. Like, I'm giving him, like, one of the best blowjobs that I could possibly give at that time, <laughs> you know? And he definitely busted within, like, one, two minutes for sure. Like, yeah, like, I had no idea that, like, it just didn't register with me that I had a time slot yeah. I had to fill here, you know? Like, mm-hmm. just because I walk in and I knock it all apart doesn't mean I get his Yeah, because, see, because see, what people don't realize is that we have, they want at least 20 minutes. Yeah, and, and the back way then that it was she, even more, it was even more about yeah. forty. Yeah. yeah, and they'll take that forty, and that's like five, six scenes that they can well, put out. The way they well, the like back, th- I was gonna say back then, that's not how it was done, and like that's not how I shoot still today. But like, still, you figure with forty minutes, they do a lot of editing and stuff, and yeah. so you end up getting like you know twenty five, thirty minutes. You know, mm-hmm. there's there'll be like a whole part where like, you know, maybe the light stand is in the way or, you know, where like the sound is not quite great and they got to take it out or something, you know. So like they always yeah. shoot over just to make sure that they have enough coverage. So mm-hmm. so I I get in there and I, I, I pop him in like under two minutes. And then I very quickly found out that like that's not what you're supposed to do and that he's he's going to have to need to like charge back up so he's gonna have mm-hmm. to have a sandwich and a snack and some water <laughs> and uh we gotta wait like 15 20 minutes and then we gotta do this all over again because like i'm mm-hmm. so amazing it's sucking dick <laughs> yeah you did too good of a job at that at that moment i'm pretty yeah. sure the director was like uh ma'am can you dial it down a tad bit right. i mean yeah like it, he it, was like when that's when they let me know like okay, you need to pay attention to the guy and, like, not, like, when he feels like he's going to come, like, back off. Like, it's mm. not, like, real life where that's where you put the foot on the gas. No, like, mm. when you, you think he's going to nut, then you kind of, like, stop, break. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Because, see, the, the, the thing of it is, is that um, you're making love to the camera, not the guy. And I think that's one of the things that when I watch your videos, you have mastered. Um, the way you work the camera from the blowjob to even uh, ride sequences and doggy style and stuff like that speak to how it, you have to pay attention to the camera as well as when you do when you're working with the male talent. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people don't really even think about that or even really talk about that as much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, that's always been um, something that. I think is super important when you get to set, if it's a company you haven't worked for before, or you know, are not totally sure of what kind of prod product they're coming out with. You definitely need to ask if you need to look in the camera or if you need to avoid eye contact with the camera, because some scenes, you know, you look dead into the camera the whole time and other yeah. scenes, you've got to act like the camera is not there. So shoot. So when you uh, when me and your shoots, of course you had good shoots, you had bad shoots, and, and what have you. Um, speak to being professional, no matter what on set, and how it plays into the growth or the loss of a career. 
Oh, yeah. Like, nobody wants to work with somebody who's difficult. I mean, they even say that in, like, mainstream Hollywood, you know? Like, mm-hmm. there's a ton of, like, mainstream celebrities who have even lost work because they're difficult on set. And it's no different on porn. Nobody wants to work with you if you're difficult. And there's so many other talent out there. Like, the chances of them putting up with your shit because you're you is, like, kind of slim. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's why, uh, you know people usually don't end up getting like diva attitudes until like later in their career because mm-hmm. you know if they did it early on they wouldn't get very far right oh yeah yeah <laughs> but like i also feel on the opposite side of that that me being easy to get along with has really really given me a lot of extra scenes you know yeah. because like if i go to set and say i'm working with three guys and it's like me and three guys and the set, the scene goes really well. Then the director is like thinking what else he can put me in. The th- those three guys are like, oh, she would be good for other scenes that I'm shooting for other companies. I should let them know, you know. And mm-hmm. that's how I kind of like snowballed through the industry without really having an agent, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah. I would just always make sure to like network and like give everybody my phone number and make sure I let them know when I came back into LA. Cause I never lived in LA. I used to live in Vegas. So I would just travel back and forth and yeah, I was just real good at networking. And I was also like fun to be around, you know, and if you, if people want to be around you, then you're going to make more money. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh yeah. Most definitely. <laughs> most definitely. So shoot with the major companies. How did that shape your brand and the way that you shoot your own content? Oh, you know, obviously it's like everything, you know, I learned, I learned from watching everybody else and picking up little um, tidbits from different, you know, larger companies and even, you know, smaller companies, sometimes you, you pick up a little, you know, a little gem, (laughs) you know, Um, but like one of the things that when you said that, it just comes right off the top of my head is my whole filing system for my model releases. I remember like... Mm -hmm seeing the way bang bros did it and thinking like oh that's a great system you know like Mm -hmm. because we have to keep these model releases and keep these like 2257 government forms like on deck at all time and they would make you go through like a legal department legal department would do all this extra shit and like videotape you sign your model releases and stuff and granted like i run a small company so i don't really need to do that everybody that i'm shooting i don't really shoot new people and so like Mm. everybody that i'm shooting is like really established and like Mm. i don't feel like all the need to overcompensate for like all these permissions and stuff but Mm. um the model releases and the papers and the um you know the ids everything up until this year we would always have you know the models fill it out on paper and then take Mm -hmm. all those papers uh from the same scene so like if it's you know a three-person scene we take all those papers from the same scene with all the ids and everything and we put them all into like a, a big yellow envelope and then on the outside of the yellow envelope we would write like what the scene is where it was shot like all the necessary information on there and um you know back in the day when I had seen Bang Bros do this, they would put the, the this is so long ago, you know, because we sh- used to shoot yeah. on DV8 tapes, you know? So they would put the DV8 tape that labeled you, and. You be in the business. Yeah, right? They would take the DV8 <laughs> tape and they would put it in the folder too, you know? Well, we, like I never really did that, but um, so like I keep all the folders and they're very well organized and 
just staying well organized is like a key to running a production company, you know, and running a business in general. So like I try to, you know, I try to peep out what other people are doing and see if like anybody else's system will work good for me, you know? Oh yeah, most definitely. Because like I said, your your career spanned 20 years. So you've seen porn with me, like I said, I've been, you can say I've been in it 20 years, talent 14 to 15 years. And you have seen how the game has completely has changed, you know, period. Speak to the, the changes of the business since you've been in it that you have noticed. I mean, technology, like, that's kind of a given, you know? Like, when I started, my first movies were on VHS tapes. Yes. I, yeah, and they were shooting on high 8 tapes. And then we went from high 8 to deviate tapes. And, um, you know, then you go from DVA tapes to everything mm-hmm. goes digital. You know, there was a time where a photographer would come on set with a cooler and the cooler would be filled with little canisters of 35 millimeter film, you know? So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, like with everything being digital and then all the prices of the high quality consumer products dropping constantly, it's made mm-hmm. our um, our quality uh, be able to go up at a really you know, affordable rate, which has allowed uh, a lot more people to shoot their own high quality Mm -hmm. content, which Mm -hmm. is really cool. Then like one of the other things that kind of like goes hand in hand with that is like, you know, with the development of the internet, you've got um, the way that we make money is different. You know, like it started out where we were getting paid by production companies and you would just come to work and you would do your job and you would get a check and you would go home and that would be the end of your job. Like every now and then you might have to make a appearance at like a video store or like, you know, a strip club or something. But that like, that's all you did is like you went to work and fucked and then you made appearances sometimes and that is all. And then the internet happened and people started getting websites and all this technology has been, you know, uh, easier for us to use and to get our hands on because it's like a easier uh, it's a lower price and everything. So we've been able to create our own websites and create mm-hmm. our own content. And then you have platforms that, you know, end up giving consumers a lot of quality content for free, like all the tube sites and stuff, which those never happened before until a certain moment, you know? And so then mm-hmm. you've got all this free content and everybody's like, oh no, how are we going to make money? And then... You know, all these platforms came out where you can sell clips and, and, and sell, <laughs> yeah, but like you don't need yeah. a middleman. You can just upload it yourself. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So um, then it takes out a lot of the middlemen and then you lose a lot of distributors. You lose a lot of production houses. And uh, yeah, that's just some of the ways the industry's changed. Yeah, you know? because like also there wasn't really like, there was like one agency when I started and now mm-hmm. like there's so many girls and so many talent involved in the industry. The industry mm-hmm. has grown so much. We have tons and tons of agents and all kinds of agents and managers and PR people now. And people mm-hmm. are starting to take this as a real business now, in my opinion. Yeah. Because um, even from my experience, it was like, I remember a time they said you wasn't there was an argument. You wasn't a real porn star unless you had a standalone site. And right. I never okay. I never forget that I met this guy who turned me on to Cooks for Sale. And when he told me about Cooks for Sale, I laughed him under the table. I lied to you not. I was like, where you put your stuff at? Oh, Cooks for Sale. I said, What the fuck is that? <laughs> right. I said, That's no real shit. 
the crazy the crazy thing that always like blew my mind about clips for sale is like people were making good money in there and they still do they make really good money on there doing weird ass shit that you would have never guessed like you know like some of these some of these studios are making more money than I'm making. I'm doing mainstream porn and they're popping balloons or something, you know? And I'm like, you're what? <laughs> they're squishing are... cars and yeah. candy boys. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're pretending like they're giants and crushing little army men. Mm. I'm like, wow. Okay, so you have to give like, at first, when the internet popped up, they would call people who did internet porn internet people. They'd be like, oh, you're one of those yeah. internet people. You know, it was like a little bit of like a uh, little thing there. But the fact of the matter is, is that the internet ended up making everybody a whole lot more money. So, you know, you have to give people the respect they're due. And like same with the clip mm-hmm. stuff. It's like, okay, so you never did mainstream porn, but you have a clip store where you pop balloons or like squish gummy men or something. Mm-hmm. And you're making killer money. You have to give those people respect that they're due. Oh, yeah, most definitely, most definitely. Now, I'm just going to say this. I know you are, like, number one in the hearts of all black men. I'm just putting that out there. <laughs> and the reason why I say this, because, like I said, people, I followed her. She was a female that I dreamed of shooting with because I knew that mm-hmm. i made the top of the game by shot with this lady. She was, I dare say, I would call you the godmother of interracial porn. Honestly, <laughs> because you was one of the first you and I say Lisa Ann was the main ones that was being that was pushing interracial content, mm-hmm. you know, period. Um, did when you did interracial content, did it hurt you in Hollywood at the time? I started out doing interracial content. It wasn't a thing to me. Like, I didn't even understand what interracial content meant. Like, <laughs> Yes. It wasn't even like they told me who I was going to work with and asked me if I had a problem working with black guys. And I was like, why would you ask me that? Yeah, no, of course, that's fine. Like, what do you what do you mean? And uh, they were like, what's your rate? I'm like, what do you mean? Like, it's the same as the rate that you paid me yesterday for working with that white guy. Like, yeah, why would you what, you just paid me yesterday? Why are you asking me what my rate is? You know what my rate is like? I had no idea that um, at that time that girls were asking for different rates. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and the, and the reason and the reason why because so people can understand interracial porn was not a thing. It it it, it was actually a rarity in porn by the time you but really before you came into the game. Uh-huh. You know, I remember my times of watching porn. It was either black on black porn or white on white porn. Every now and then you might see a mixture, but it was not a complete genre onto itself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And apparently, like, when I started, that was when it was getting hot. And also, like, yeah, I I just, I did, I really, um, I don't know. I, I just didn't, I didn't think it was a big deal until, like, years later, to be honest with you. And then I was just like, oh, it's like a thing? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yes, because it you ended mean, up becoming a complete genre with you, like, Dominic. People, people know, know, people are like approaching me, like, oh, you're the girl who fucks all the black guys. I'm like, excuse me? Like, <laughs> I am? <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> like, yeah, because you mean, see- are you t- trying to tell me that I fuck more than most people do? Because I had no idea, you know? So, um, 
yeah, like the whole thing kind of like caught me off guard. That's just not the way that I lived my life, you know? Um, mm -hmm. And, but also like once I realized that it was a thing, I was like, oh, this is dumb. And I definitely need to be like a champion of this mm -hmm. whole thing because mm -hmm. uh, this is ridiculous. And I need to like put a mirror in to the industry's face and show you guys how stupid you look by doing this. Like yeah. how antiquated is this? Like, are you serious? Like, mm -hmm. you know, there's always that like debate of like, you know, girls will say something along the lines of like, Oh, well, like, you know, they have such big dicks or and I'm like, well, first of all, not everybody. And I hate it when you use the word day, but then yeah. also like, if that is the issue charged by the inch, like literally <laughs> charged by the inch. Yeah. Like literally, if that's if that's what your problem is, charge by the fucking inch. Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't make any sense. So, um, yeah. Once I kind of found out that like it was less of a thing to me than it was to everybody else, I was like, well, then I'm gonna have to make it my thing. You mm -hmm. know, like yeah, of course. Um, hey, it's nothing so, wrong with it. I'm sorry. It's no, just... like, and you know, uh, <laughs> now that I'm like established in the industry and I have my own production company and I write scripts and we have a direction with, um, you know, what we're trying to do within my production company. Um, mm -hmm. I make it my goal to normalize having sex outside your own ethnicity. Like, yeah. my productions, they're all mixed up. Like, there's all different kinds of people in them. There's black people, there's white people, there's um, people that speak Spanish, people that look a little Asian, mm -hmm. people that are quite a mixture of ethnicities, which I always find mm -hmm. to be a beautiful thing. And, um, yeah, so I, I think that uh, making certain that my productions are not, like, homogenous-looking, Mm -hmm. and like monochromatic you know mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah like, yeah, I, yeah i want my shit to look like somewhere between like a a, a riri a riri savage fenty show and like mm -hmm. a united colors of benetton commercial you know mm -hmm. oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> depending, depending on what generation you are you know yeah yeah so it's so important it to me go go ahead what's up no, I was yeah. going to say, it's just important to me to mix it up because mm -hmm. um, there's two, I have an opportunity here to create like art and uh, a reflection of what I would like to see in the world, you know? So that's, mm -hmm. that's what I'm doing. Most definitely. So now we're about to move to the unsexy section of the show, ladies and gentlemen, because she brought it up and it was a great segue because yes, she's a business owner. Now, this is a different conversation. So the question is going to be a little bit different. <laughs> All right. Being that you're a business owner, when you pull talent in, what do you look for? Mm, okay. Um, you know, my production company is a little different from most companies. We not only do I produce uh, content for um, myself, but I also produce content for the talent that I manage as well. So, mm -hmm. um, First and foremost, I go to the talent that I manage and each individual is different and I see what they're in need of, you know, like what mm -hmm. type of content they're looking to shoot, you know, um, yes. what's selling for them. And like then we go from casting from that point. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, for example, a couple of the girls that I manage, they're like, look, they always put me with super young guys. 
mm-hmm. I get it. It's definitely like a thing right now that the age difference uh, kind of yeah. genres. But um, she's like, you know, I would really like to fuck a man every now and then, though, like a full grown adult. <laughs> and I'm like, OK, I feel you. I feel you. So maybe we should do some maybe we should do some threesomes with young girls like you, an older gentleman and a young girl. So that way, you know, you can enjoy the scene, but also we can feed the fans what they're looking for, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so then we'll go through um you know, casting and try to determine who is accessible to us easily and like, you know, tested, available, local to the area. I like girls who are um, not just girls, but talent period, who are very like visible on social media, very active on social media, um, have like a positive attitude on social media. (laughs) Yeah, like I don't really want to hire a problem. The tweets, the tweets they use on your feed nowadays. Yeah, sure. But I also like it, you know, back to the, um, back to, you know, the racial diversity that I like, you know, an ethnic diversity that I like to have on my sets. I usually try to look for people who are just like, interesting and different looking you know um Mm -hmm. and also like i like i like thick girls i cannot lie so um like you know a thick girl is always always winning a little bit um Mm -hmm. but yeah for but like as far as like the talent that i manage and stuff i like to work with mostly like established stars people that are in this for a lifetime and not for a temporary moment because um, mm. I feel that I can help them best. I can help them stay in the industry and learn how to make like a long lasting career and like structure themselves into a business that can be sustainable for like the rest of their life, you know? Almost definitely. So how do you balance <clears throat> Wild Side Productions and Sarah J Triple X? Because you're still in the business at the same yeah. token you run your company. How do you balance it? You know, I don't know. It's such a hard that is like that's the thing I probably ask myself every day or like at least put myself <laughs> to check about every day. No, seriously though, because um as much as I would like to drop everything that I'm doing and fully put all my effort and energy into wide side, um, every drop of it I would like to give to the talent that I manage and stuff, it's not only is it not financially smart to do that, but the fans still want me. Like, mm-hmm. there's no way that I could retire. Like, I would be bombarded with <laughs> harassment, you know, that would probably equate I've to me seen the lines with the exoticas. You know? Trust me, <laughs> I know. I've seen the lines. Yeah. People, so if like, you I- ever go to a Zaga, hold up. If you ever go to a Zaga, go to Sarah J's booth. The line is going around the fuck. She has the longest line in the damn building. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I've seen it. But go ahead. um, No, it's totally cool. Like, I just, it's not time for me to retire yet. They still want me. And I still like being on camera. So, you know, um, at this point, I am constantly working on that balance every day. And uh, Mm. I think it really just falls into... um, me only really shooting when I want to shoot at this point. Mm-hmm. Like if there's a scene that I really want to do, that's when I shoot, you know, uh, mm-hmm. my website has been up for 20 years now. 
and I've had uh, update every week for the past 20 years. You know? so, <laughs> um, I do have to feed the beast. That's what I call the mm-hmm. website. You know, I have to feed the beast so that, you know, I need to give them at least four updates a month. And that's cool. Some of them can be solo. Some of them can be with other people. I mean, I like, I still like shooting. It's just like, I feel like the future of me is bigger than just me, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I do have to give some some of myself to my production company as well. But I still have to, you know, feed feed the Sarah J J birds. You know, they they need they need more content. They're not done yet. <laughs> oh, most definitely, most definitely. So now let's get back. Let's get to some old unsexy shit. Now you've been in this business. I'm gonna say it again. Twenty years. I'm gonna repeat it a couple of times. So y'all, if it gets on your nerves, people, I really don't give a shit. Fuck the feelings. But <laughs> people don't want to talk about. Not every day is great. Not every month is a money month. <laughs> people don't want to yeah. talk about the ups and downs. You want to see people. They want to tweet how much they make on their OnlyFans, but they don't want to tweet that month that they ain't make shit. So. Speak to the ups and downs money-wise of this business, and when it's down, what do you do to get it up and get it popping? Well, um... I, I ask good questions, don't I? You do, you <laughs> do, right? Like, so money-wise, like, I am very fortunate to be um, at the position that I'm in because I've got multiple income streams, you know, from so mm. many different places, and... um if one of them is slacking, the other one is probably picking up a little bit, you know? So that, um, and I also live way below my means just on a personal note. <laughs> yeah. Like I, like I don't even have a car. <laughs> like, don't be bad. Neither do I. Neither do I. Yeah. Like I, I, I do. I live way below my means. And I think that that's super important um, mm-hmm. for a job. Like if you have a job where the money fluctuates a lot because, you're just gonna get ulcers. <laughs> you know what yeah, yeah. Right. So you be stressed. Um, yeah, like I always know that, like you know, my income that I make, like my bills are a very tiny fraction <laughs> of my income, mm-hmm. which really is makes it easy. So, like you know, if you're not making so much money one month, it's all right. No mm-hmm. worries. Next month will be better. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, True. Yeah, like, I don't even stress about it. It's just, like, whatever. But getting to that point is a hustle, you know, because you have to make sure that the numbers equal out and that you have enough streams of income. And um, up until I reached that point, it was, like, always on my hustle to find new ways to make money, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. I still like to find new ways to make money. It's always good. But, like, once you get like a lot of new ways to make money and you get like good income coming in, like you worry a lot less and you live a little bit happier life, you know? Oh yeah. 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 Because, because I think that the biggest mistake that a lot of girls make is that they don't treat it as a business and move within it as a business. Like for sure. example, if you have a nail salon, you're, you're not expecting to become a millionaire that first year. Right. And I think that because we're in the sex business, because we do fuck on camera, they think that it's easy money. Speak to it. This is not fucking easy by any means. No, you know, you you were saying like as far as like money fluctuating and money being yeah. called at times and stuff, that doesn't bother me as much as um just like 
stress, you know, like yeah. things just fucking up. Like I had some <laughs> of the roughest days in the past two weeks and my camera guy just looked at me and he said, Sarah, that's why not everybody can do this. And I was like, mm-hmm. good point. Good point. Yes, you're right. You're right. You know, like it's just, uh, it could be like a series of things that go wrong. Everything from like, you know, the guys having trouble getting wood to mm-hmm. like um, one day, like the location, I was having a hard time getting into the location. And before you know it, like I was trying to get there before everybody else got there. And then before you know it, like we're all there and none of us can get into the location. We're all sitting in parking lot in the car. Like wait, it's just like, it's like it's hassles and just one mm-hmm. thing after another some days, you know, just like any other job, you have these moments where it's like, Oh my God, why am I doing this? Why is it today like such an uphill <laughs> battle? Like, why? You know, like, um, I had booked a makeup artist for 10 days and she got like really sick one day. And mm-hmm. there was like, and it's during, you know, convention time. So there's no other makeup artist available. Everybody's been booked for months, you know? So, mm-hmm. like, then I had to, I had to, that day I had to like direct, I had to, um, do this chick's makeup and her hair and you know and then the the male talent was having some issues and yeah it's just like wow today sucked a lot i didn't like it you yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah because and, people don't realize even with like with me doing the, the podcast you had them days where you don't feel like doing shit but you have to put on a brave face you have to get i guess put on a brave face strap up your boots as they like to say and, and 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 get to it, you know. What I'm saying because yeah. we as bosses, we have to wear the mask, right? You're you know gonna what I'm get saying? this shit done, or you're not gonna get it done. You make the decision: Are we doing this today? Or are we calling it quits? Like there was that, <laughs> that was like the decision that I had to make like several uh-huh. days in the past couple of weeks. Like, am I just gonna quit? And I don't mean quit like the industry. I mean like quit for today. Mm-hmm. Like, are, are, should we just yeah. cancel today and like call it a job and be like, fuck it? You know, like, mm-hmm. you just run into so many issues sometimes, and it's like, oh, my God. Like, we check into the location, and the neighbors are, like, really close, and they can yeah. see in the windows. There's no blinds. I'm like, why didn't they get blinds in this place, you know? And there's no blinds, so I had to, like, go to Home Depot, and I bought some, like, big paper to, like, put mm-hmm. in the windows, like, the big rolls of paper. But it's always, like, little stupid shit like that, but, like, a lot of it. And you're mm-hmm. like... Between that and like maybe your lunch didn't come, like the the Uber Eats says it was delivered and it wasn't, and now you have no food for like ten people, you know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, like just all kinds of stuff. The male talent stick won't get hard. The makeup artist didn't show up. The Uber and she didn't say that four times, ladies and gentlemen. That let you know yes. it happens a lot. It does. It does. You know, shit happens. And now, now, uh, now, 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 like now, really now. I got to say this. I got to say this. Now she said this. She's also responsible for some pills that are supposed to keep your dick hard. So I'm pretty sure she probably looked at Bell Tab like, you might want to take this, buddy. <laughs> right? You know, like also everybody's on their own shit. You know, like everybody's yeah. got their own chemistry that they deal with. And I try not mm-hmm. to like, you know, mix it up too much. But um, yeah, yeah, like every especially if you're male talent in the industry, you should know what needs to happen to make your yeah. dick work. Erk, yes. Yeah. yeah. Cause I, I tell them quick, look, go get. They need to pay me some fucking money. Go get Blue Chew. 
You can chew it, <laughs> it, it it'll get your heart. I don't use it as a male yeah. talent, and trust me, I done knocked out four to five to six scenes with blue chew. There's so many different things out there. Oh my gosh, like everything from Trimax and Caverjacking and Viagra and Cialis and the blue chews and um mm. like the gas the gas station pills, the rhinos and the bigger that I you know. Yeah, so like, she know about the rhinos. Okay, <laughs> come on, come on now. <laughs> Give me, give me two, give me, give me two rhinos and a couple packs of switchers. No, what you know about that swag? Sex with the grace. <laughs> <laughs> you know about sex with the grace, and that was aggressive that day. Yes, I was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. But see, but see, that's what I be telling guys because when we're male talent, it ain't like you're fucking her, you know, off camera, this and third. We have to stay hard. Be mindful of the camera, mindful of angles, mindful of the model herself. You know what I'm saying? And also and block out distractions. Basically. <laughs> because you have distractions because they don't understand the cameraman is the worst distraction ever. Because the cameraman sure. will get behind you, dick in between your bare ass butt cheeks. He got on pants, of course, to get the top doggy style from the angle like you're looking at it. You know, get um, your leg, all that shit. <laughs> when I this is another technology change. When I first started, you know, um, lighting was a lot different. And when I first yeah. started, uh, there was a lot more of those. I guess they're like tungsten or whatever. They're really hot lights. Mm-hmm. The lights that get really fucking yeah. hot. And I remember um, the cameraman used to have them attached to the camera, like on top of the camera, you know. And so mm-hmm. they would be like, they would like go in for like a tight shot, like up under a guy's nuts or whatever. And sometimes you could hear like hair burning or you could smell hair burning a little bit shit. from the, from the sea light. They call it a sea light. Cause it's like the cunt light, mm-hmm. right? They, mm-hmm. from the sea light on the camera. So like, yeah, it used to be a lot hotter situation. The lighting has reduced the heat drastically. Like if you oh, look yeah. at old porno, we're always sweaty and disgusting because we had to have the AC off and the lights were on fire in there. Yeah, and the reason why the AC had to be off people because the camera is so sensitive it would catch it. Yeah, and even now we still turn the AC off, but the lights are so cool it doesn't really yeah. affect it too bad. Yeah. But I'm sorry, but seeing you sweat do kind of make the sex scene even hotter though. Yeah, for sure. No, I agree. That means you're working. Yeah. Yeah, they're like, oh, they going hard, boy. He's sweating. They they done messed up the sheets. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Like, her makeup, like, because, you know, if you're a fan of mine, you know, I have naturally curly hair. My hair is very, Mm -hmm. very curly. And back in the day, you know, especially down here in Florida, when I first started shooting in Florida, like, Mm-hmm. I would come to set with this nice, like, straight hair hairstyle, you know, like, it would be all mm-hmm. smooth and nice. By the end of the scene, my hair is wet and wild and curly, and it's, like, all over the place. Duh. Yeah. You said you, 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 she, she, she didn't put in work, people. If the hair didn't went curly, that was a good scene. That was a good right? scene. Yep. If, it, if it stayed straight, that means they had air conditioning on. But, uh... <laughs> or it means that we didn't work too hard. Yeah, he, <laughs> He did bare minimum, mm-hmm. <laughs> bare minimum. So, so um, also be it that not with you now that you have your own company, as well as being a a talent, you have to pay attention to numbers very heavy. Um, preach to ladies about paying attention to your numbers, not just the numbers that you, your money. 
yeah, how much money you make, but the numbers as far as hits and all that good stuff and what it tells you. Sure. I mean, I I know the statistics are very important, trust me, but I also feel like maybe I'm not the best person to interpret them sometimes, you know? <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm keeping it real, but like, this is what no, this I know. Is, like, this is about being a boss, like, keep it real, because sometimes you have things that need to be done and you are like, I'm actually not very good at this. That me- doesn't mean that they don't get done. That means that you need mm-hmm. to find somebody to do it, you know? So I've got people that look at numbers and statistics for me and they let me know what's up and what I need and what's working and what's not working. Mm-hmm. And um, I appreciate that because that's very necessary. No, like everything from social media numbers, you know, like how our account's growing and um, like, you know, di- what different types of things, you know, I've got mm-hmm. a social media manager and she'll actually look at all the numbers like details and see like mm-hmm. what kind of posts worked and what kind of hashtags are working and what kind of like different little social media strategies are working and the same with my content and stuff too but I always feel like even though numbers are cool like I personally get my best feedback from the fans so like mm-hmm. if I put out a scene I I mean I appreciate it when my webmaster shoots me all the numbers you know that my webmaster shoots the numbers at me too the the, the webmaster yeah. numbers you know from like my mm-hmm. content whatever and that's cool but like I can just go on social media and if people are talking a lot about certain scenes that I've done and certain mm-hmm. types of scenes that I do then I can just get that feedback that's that's just probably equally good and it's you know not mm-hmm. as precise but definitely Listen to what the fans want, you know? Like, whether you do it or not, it's your prerogative, but it's nice to know what they're talking about, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, they, they I, want me to do anal still, like, all these all these years later. I'm begging, begging, Wait, begging. wait a second. You haven't done anal yet? No, I don't do anal. Man, the talent to ever do that. God bless you, brother. <laughs> <laughs> and look, I'm going to tell you what's going to be crazy, right? That's gonna be a scene that make a million dollars on its own because you have you have never done it. So right. So when you drop that, oh my god, you you yeah. you're crash. You keep on saying <laughs> when, as if like I'm going to after 21. Years. No, I say if it ever happens. I'm sorry. If. Right, I know, I know. I'm just my whole like, thing is that like everybody back. wants me to. No. Yeah. No. You know, so. no, it's not my, it's not my thing. It's not my thing. Yeah, because see, the thing of it is, is that like I always hear girls say, "Well, I got to do all this and, and, and do this, and I got to fuck all these dicks and this." I want you to speak to the fact that you do have a choice of how you do this business. Girls act like they don't have a choice when they come in. Yeah, and you know, I blame that on our parents, man. Like I've always felt like, uh, you know, especially things that have happened in the past, you know, five, ten years, like the me too stuff and everything and i know these things happen to women and it's fucking Mm. shit and we need to teach men to not to like interact with us better but also i think that a lot of it is and back, back to what you just said it's you know we actually have to speak up for ourselves and be like no i actually just don't want to do that like okay so you're not going to get some of the work that's fine like I was like, okay, so I'm not going to get a bunch of anal scenes. And there's a bunch of companies that shoot only anal that I'm not going to get a chance to work for. I'm mm-hmm. okay with that because I don't want to do anal that bad. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? Because, like, because yeah. I'm sorry. It, it's, 
look, I mean, I ain't the smallest dude on the planet, goddamn. So I get to, I get to imagine time when I did ain't it with girls and the face they were making. So, and I would never let nobody stick something up my ass. So, <laughs> so like, you know I get what, to like, freaking imagine. And the prep you got to do for it alone. And the prep you got to do for it alone. And that goes back to the first question you asked me. It's like, honestly, if you do not want to regret your career here in the porn industry, don't do things that you don't want to do. You know, like, Mm -hmm. I I just, if I'm not into it, I'm not doing it. You know, like, you got to be your true, authentic self. Because, Because my thing of it is, is that you do choose your own narrative. It's just you got to be willing to stick to your brand, which great segue speak to staying on brand because you have a brand and you have a a vision and direction you want your brand to go. Speak to how much you stay on that direction, on that path and, and, and stay on brand. You know, you don't even have to think about staying on brand, or at least I don't, because I do what I like to do. And so mm-hmm. all of the things that I like to do are on brand for me because that's what I like to do. You know, um, I, I like to have sex with a lot of different people, all different colors, shapes, and sizes. I think it's a beautiful thing. And uh, I give amazing oral to men and to women. And, yes, uh, I, I, I've you know, seen it so many times. <laughs> I'm, I'm like a little bit older now, you know? Well, not that I didn't. It don't even like matter. Always... Don't no, even... no, no. I was, I was going to say, like, I've always filled these MILF roles. Even, like, some of my first scenes were MILF scenes. So, you know, I I'm feel very comfortable you know, in a MILF role. I mean, honestly, you really haven't aged in looks. Aww, I mean, that's sweet. Seriously. It's like you look like <laughs> off the boat when we saw you back in the day. When I first uh... saw you. So, I'm like, shit, age Thank well. You. No, I, you know, I, I feel pretty good to be honest with you. I feel pretty good, but, um, you know, like, yes, yeah, so, like I just do the things that like I would normally do, you know, things I do mm-hmm. in my personal life, the things that interest me and, mm-hmm. um, you develop a fan base for those things, you know, like the, mm-hmm. I think a lot of talent kind of like overthink that a lot, you know, mm-hmm. and they wonder about like what kind of stuff they should be shooting and some stuff that shoot the stuff you like shooting and see how that goes. Yeah. You know, like, and then, like, also shoot stuff you're curious about and see if you end up liking it. You know, there's been plenty of mm-hmm. times where I've been able to experiment, like, on a sexual level on on camera and mm-hmm. uh, been like, oh, I didn't know I'd like that. That was kind of fun. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. and it, it's been an opportunity to explore my own personal sexuality right in front of everybody, you know. It's, it's the opportunity to take them on a journey. Tell a story, yeah. you know sure. what I'm saying? Draw people in, you know, and that what your content does. And and also, now, I know if you went back your younger self, when you first got the business, that you would be a social icon. <laughs> <Let's make that laughs> clear. And she laughed because she knew I ain't mine. Social icon. <laughs> He was on Vlad TV, motherfuckers. Let's keep it real. I okay. know, right? Man, so I already want to go into the other stuff, but she's a social icon. Did you think that you would become that big? Uh, yeah. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I did. 
<laughs> did you yeah, that? I did. Um, you know, like I did at the time, I didn't know what the top was, you know, like, I guess at yeah. that time when I first started the top to me was kind of like, I guess maybe Jenna Jameson. She cause she was yeah. like a household name, but at that time we didn't have social media, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so like you, like I kind of got in the industry it's just my obsessive personality, to be honest with you. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. like, I kind of like, I'm, I do a lot. Like, no matter what it is I do, I do it hard. So, like, when I started, I was just like, yeah, I guess I'll just keep doing this until I'm a household name. You know, that's kind of what mm-hmm. was in my head was like, I'll, I'll just do porn. I'll do the fuck out of porn and, until I'm a household name. And I guess that's my goal is to, like, mm-hmm. be, be a household name. Yeah, because your extent, brand has you know? expanded. Do you have a you? channel i've seen you yeah. do comedy comedy skits <laughs> if, I, I mean see that's how much i follow you because it's like to me you're the epitome of what i've been saying for so many years females that do it all make the most money and expanding and ever and evolving your brand speak to evolving your brand to where it goes beyond porn yeah you know that's really important to me like you know, I'm trying to like give of myself to my brand wide side and mm-hmm. to make wide side be bigger than me. So that mm-hmm. way, not only will wide side feed me for the rest of my life, but it'll be able to feed the other employees that I have as well for the rest of their lives. Mm-hmm. And maybe even be able to pass the business or sell the business to, you know, someone else in the distant future, you know? So mm-hmm. like, um, I, I think that, you know, creating something bigger than you within mm-hmm. your same industry for me is really important. You know, like I really love this industry and I feel that I know mm. this industry well and this is my department. You know, I'm always saying it's mm-hmm. not my department, but this is my department. This is what I know. And um, I want it to be bigger than me. Like I want the impact mm-hmm. that I make in the industry. I want people to know eventually, you know, wide side. Isn't that owned by a porn star, though? Like, yeah. It's <laughs> like, uh, what's her name? She's like that old lady. Like, um, <laughs> I don't even know if she's alive anymore, you know? Like, I think they be snapping their finger. What's her name? It's on the tip of my tongue. You, it's on the tip of my tongue. Right, right, right. It was something really short and easy. I can't the, the, yeah, yeah. It was Sarah Jane. Sarah Jane. No, they were like, it's Sarah Lee. Her name was Sarah Lee. <laughs> right? Okay. So, um. You know, we, we, we've been, you know, producing content for my YouTube channel, of course, which is like some comedy stuff for the most part. But then mm-hmm. I also started like uh, a CBD line, Sarah J self-care mm-hmm. collection to mm-hmm. kind of like branch out of the adult, but to still have like a nice, like cross, um, mm-hmm. cross market. Um, CBD is like, uh, you know, product that's like near and dear to my heart. I've always been involved in the cannabis community in some kind of way. And um, mm-hmm. to be able to, celebrate cbd for what it is which to me um cbd for those of you who don't know it's like one of the chemical compounds found in cannabis that is completely legal and it does not get you high but you can still receive some of the benefits from uh, ingesting cannabis especially medical yes right so like um you know everything from pain relief to sleep it also works as a topical to increase circulation it's really good um, for muscles to, you know, relax muscles and stuff. So um, I created uh, three products. I have a bath bomb called Time Out, 
I have a uh, massage oil called Long Day, and I have a personal lubricant called Long Night. And uh, yeah, the, I love those products. They're great. And like, I would like to do more products in that field of like health and beauty as well. Mm-hmm. See, because see, it's, it's like this. Um, I always said that females should strive to be sex symbols. And in any, not many ways, in every way, sex symbol. You feel what I'm saying? Speak mm-hmm. to maintaining that image and the benefits of being considered a sex symbol. Mm, um, like, okay, so as far as like maintaining the image, that's super important, in my opinion, to someone who is in the adult industry. We are selling our image, we are our image. Um, everything that has made me what I am today is because of my image. Like, you're not jerking off to me because I'm funny. <laughs> you know? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, she tells um, great jokes, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I do, but it's probably not going to make your dick hard, you know? So, like, I feel that uh, <coughs> for me, mm-hmm. I want to be presented at all times in a very specific way i do not post pictures without makeup on i do not have emotional outlettings on social media um i you know i try to look my best at all times when i know that i'm going to be presenting myself to the public as Mm -hmm. sarah J, your favorite porn star and i think that that um really keeps uh, keeps the fantasy alive, you know, to a, a certain mm-hmm. extent. Like, I, I know that I, I might not be popular opinion with all that because so many people go on social media looking. They they're like, oh, the fans want to see what I really look like. No, they don't. No, no they, they don't. do. They do. They do. They say they do, but they're not going to jerk off to that. And like, mm-hmm. you want them to jerk off because that's how we make money. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, pretty um, much. Yeah, they they don't need like I don't want them to for me personally part of my brand is that um you know I'm I'm thick and curvy and I I'm like a little bit fit what do they call that uh, fit thick fit, fit yes fit, fit, whatever I'm like a little you bit thick like baby that. you you yeah and I I work out a lot you know so like you know I'm strong and but I also um like I said I I always have my eyelashes on I always have makeup on. Like, I always have my hair done. The only time you're going to see me super fucked up is when a scene is over and I just got the shit fucked out of me, you know? So, um... And that's still beautiful. I do, like... Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) But, you know, and and it's funny, it's funny, like, because some people, like, we all have haters and stuff and trolls and whatnot. I could care less about any of them. But what's interesting is, like, sometimes they'll bring up pictures of me from like rough scenes or scenes like after like I've had like crazy amazing sweaty sex and stuff and I'm just like a mm-hmm. hot mess and they're like you know they want to like poke fun at it but like that's for me that's like a symbol of hard work like yeah. <laughs> like we and then too and then you know? and then too as a man yeah. I'm just saying this yeah if she looked like looks the same as when she walked in the bedroom dude you yeah. are terrible in the bed. <laughs> you are terrible in the bed. Sure. That makeup, that hair supposed to be fucked up. She supposed to be yeah. breathing hard, looking at you like 
you a demon. <laughs> Definitely that, but that's just the type of performer that I am too. Yeah. Not everybody's the same type of performer. You know, some girls, mm-hmm. they in their mind, their goal is to look as pretty as possible during a uh, sex act, and I get that, uh, and that's not my goal. My goal, but is but, to but, but they're not realistic. Like, I wanna, right? I'm like, well, my goal is to come like a lot. Like I want to come like as many times as possible. That's what I would like to do. <laughs> I want to oh, get the amount of time that we need filled on, on camera and then come as many times as possible. <laughs> yeah, because I'm sorry, they ain't nothing sexy to see a woman have orgasm during the scene. Oof. Right? That shit that. is hot as fuck. Even sexier if you the male time to make See, right. so <laughs> God know that blow their mind like, I made Sarah J. Cole. I I've know, done something in life. I've done something in life. God you know, is good. <laughs> speaking of that, like uh, that's probably one of the un- most unexpected challenges in my current career right at this moment. So yeah. many times that I work with somebody new that I haven't worked with before and they just freeze up. Like at this point uh, in my career, and I, this sounds like such a... Um, uh, like bougie thing to complain about but it's like mm-hmm. at this point in my career like people get so hyped up about working mm-hmm. with me because I am who I am that they psych mm-hmm. themselves out you know and I'm like mm-hmm. shit not again like see see I like, guess with please, me please get your dick hard please <laughs> see, I'm not just saying this because see I'm not just saying this because I'm retired because trust me if I came out of retirement for her oh I'd be ready to go but to me, because of my music past and being around stars, being around a star like, let's say, if I shot with you or Lisa Ann or even Jenna Jameson, I would look at you as a person because of my background on that. And, yeah. you know, period. Um, don't get it twisted. I would be sitting there like, I am shooting with Sarah J. I just wasn't working. So, yeah. yeah. I'm, 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 you know what I'm But, yeah, they, they're psyched out because yeah, I'm sorry. You're the top of the food chain. They just keep it 100. If anyone shoots with you, that's the equivalent of someone doing a song with Jay-Z. Okay? <laughs> no, right. it, no it's I, equivalent. I get it. It's just unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. But me, no, boo-boo, my shit would get hard and, and, and yeah. we would go. You'd be like, damn, you ain't got no fear. I was like, you damn right. You, you know, right. I, was I, di- wait for this. I was directing the other day and when I'm directing, mm-hmm. like, my personal opinion when I'm directing is to not, I like, I like to just not wear makeup and like have my hair mm-hmm. in a ponytail. And like, I want, I don't want to be the focus of today because you should be uh-huh. uh, like looking at the girl that we're directing you uh-huh. with. You know what I mean? Like, like I don't want you, I don't want you to be like focused on me. So like I'm directing. You don't want to be a distraction. <laughs> right. Right. I'm directing this new guy and he can't get his dick hard. And I'm like, Sir, what can I do for you to make this better? You know, like I'm, I always say that to the guys once mm-hmm. we get to that point. You know, like is there something that we can do to make your situation better right now? You know, mm-hmm. and he's like, I'm so nervous. He's like, it's you, it's your fault. I'm like, me? I'm like, I didn't even shower today. Like I'm a little bit funky. Like I don't have yeah. no makeup on. He, he don't give a damn. He look like, at you like she still look like, like a snack. No, he was like. <laughs> You know, like, he's like, I, I just didn't think that I was going to be performing in front of Sarah J today. I'm like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, okay. I mean, it's, it's, it's pressure. Because it's, yeah. it's not just the fact that you're an icon. You do this. 
You feel what I'm coming from? And also at the same token, it's a male talent. I want to make sure I do good enough so she'll call me back. Right. So so much stress. And then once things start not working out, it like keeps not working out. Yeah, (laughs) because it goes downhill. Because even with me, whenever I had those moments, it's Mm -hmm. it's how I did it was I had to find something that turned me on about her to where I can get the maintenance scene. Because the people I always explain what the maintenance scene is. Maintenance scene is simply this blowjob, missionary, and doggy style. Trust yeah, me, okay. you do right. You do right. You got to be a certain stiffness for that to go off. I don't give a fuck what nobody say. So, to me, it's like, for example, I used to love girls wearing heels. If you wear a certain heels that look sexy as fuck, you got my attention. You could be ugly as dirt. You would get fucked like your ass is Rihanna because you got on the right heels. <laughs> right. You know, for so it's like I tell guys, you got to find if you got to imagine another. Ch- do you got to do what you need to do because we are professionals, you know. Period. But yeah, trust me, I can understand why some of the guys might get you know limp because I'm sorry. That's like I said again. You sit, you sitting about to bang this chicken. Sarah J sitting over there drinking some coffee. <laughs> yeah, I'm Look. like scrolling through Instagram, like looking up. You see this? Excuse me, sir. You got it there yet? Okay, we we waiting. <laughs> Cause yo, I never forget with Jimmy Jameson, they had on a documentary. She said, "Well, they be sitting at the set, they be like, okay, hurry up, get hard, please. We got lunch." <laughs> yeah. So, cause people don't realize it's it's speak to the difference of shooting on an amateur set versus a straight up pro set. Cause a lot of people really don't understand that. There, you know, there's levels to this shit for sure. <laughs> Bingo. Bingo. Speak to it. Preach, mama. Preach, mama. Okay, so, like, uh, my day on a pro set, like, say, you know, like, a browser set or something like that. First of all, like, uh, I have to be there at 8 a.m. May for makeup, you know. Um, it's going to take all fucking day. Or at least, at the minimum, it's going to take, like, five, six hours, probably. Because I got to do makeup and, like, you know... A lot of extra shit, you know, just like lights and there's like a crew there as far as like, you know, everybody's moving things around and changing their minds. And I got wardrobe and I got to change my outfit a couple of times and make sure it gets Mm -hmm. approved by the right people and all this stuff. Right. And um, then like, you know, the, the day will go pretty smoothly for the most part. You know, they'll take my pictures. The guy will get there. We'll show each other our tests and. Uh, we'll take pictures together and then we'll do video and he pops and we go home shower and a shower and go home, you know, mm-hmm. and then it'll be like 3 PM. It'll be like 3 PM and I'll have some lunch and I'll yeah, go home mm-hmm. on like an amateur set might start, you know, probably going to start somewhere between four and 8 PM because people got to wait till they get off their other jobs. <laughs> yes. Or yes. it's on the weekend. Or it's only yes. on the weekend, like Saturday yes. and or, Sunday. Right, right. And, um, like, you know, check into the hotel is usually, like, 3 o'clock. So it's going to be yeah. a little later. <laughs> that, right? And then um, there's probably, they're probably going to offer you alcohol, maybe weed. Like, you need anything, you know, like somebody might be eating some food and stuff and just chilling. Mm. And then like, you know, the call time is like real loose 
There probably won't be a makeup artist. You probably have to wear makeup from your scene earlier that day and just touch it up yourself a little bit, you know? Yeah. And um, there won't be a makeup artist. Uh, like, you know, the lighting is going to be, like, rough. You, you're going to go through the pictures, and um, they're going to tell me, like, what a great – what a great job I do at posing. And I'm like, oh, mm -hmm. thank you. And I look at the pictures and I'm like, oh my God, these pictures are horrible. The lighting is so bad. You can <laughs> see all my cheddar cheese, you know? Um, so yeah. And then sometime the other talent will show up and his dick may or may not work and he may or may not be intoxicated. And then like- <laughs> he, he may or may not be intoxicated. <laughs> Yeah, it might take a long time. It might not. It might also be a really quick shoot too. If everything goes mm -hmm. like really smooth, they don't really even need any pictures, and they're like, you, yeah. the guy just gets there. Y'all just fuck right quick. And, yeah, I was you know, old like, school. I guess, yeah, I had had yeah like, I guess like the difference there is like you know also like on a professional set, like you'll go through a list of positions that um mm -hmm. you they want to make sure they get, and they they will have to do the dialogue several times, and then we'll have to make sure the positions are well lit each time, and they'll stop each position and make sure they're all well lit and everything whereas like amateur set might not be any dialogue at all and then um you know like the cameraman will just like he'll be like fuck and you guys just fuck and then, <laughs> and then just catch what they catch you know <laughs> the cameraman will just catch what he catches and hope his own shadow's not in the way because he only has got yeah. one light instead of five you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> And, and like, and like, I could never. It, it like, I, they took. They I took tried the to come as close. They took the lampshade off the lamp on the. Oh yeah! <laughs> oh yeah! <laughs> oh man! It might be four lamps, no lampshade. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! But see, it was like, see, but see, that's why I said. I always say this. I said it was a time where Hollywood dictated how everybody shot. Yeah. Everybody shoot amateur. Because even with me, I had like, I did it the way that Hollywood did it. I just didn't do it to the, you know, oh, after five minutes of doggy, oh, okay, okay, we need to switch positions. No, we just, we controlled the action. Saying if we mm -hmm. want to switch positions, we have it, you know, period. Because there ain't yeah. no way I could do the Hollywood shit. Because I'd be damned if I start getting in the groove. And then you talk, if we five minutes in, you talk about, so, oh, 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 okay, we need to switch positions. <laughs> I'm like, bruh. Right. You know, like we kind of like in, with my production company, we kind of try to straddle that, you know, like yeah. um, I don't like things to be like so uptight, you know, but at the yeah. same time, I kind of want to get as much quality as possible. And that's part mm -hmm. of the reason why big productions do things so uptight is because that's how you <coughs> get quality. So but I also kind of want to make people feel relaxed and comfortable as well, because I also feel like that's how you get good quality, you know. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, we usually try to do like. Like we'll sit down with the performers and uh, we'll discuss like what what positions you want to do, and then mm. we'll be like, okay, just do them. Like, okay, you guys like where we worked it out. Like, he really likes to do spoons. She really likes to do doggy. Okay, we're gonna do a doggy. Mm -hmm. We're gonna do a spoon. We're gonna do a cowgirl. We're gonna do a reverse. And there needs to be dick sucking and pussy eating. Make that shit happen. <laughs> and if we we give you the signal, that means what we've had enough of this, and you could move on to the next one if you when you're ready. You know, like we oh, give like a little like yeah. off camera signal so that way they can do it at their own pace. They know that we've had yeah. we've got enough of, for us, but that way they can like switch positions at their own pace. Oh yeah. It's kind of like but, a hybrid of like not super professional but also not super amateur either. Amateur, yeah. Because the thing of it yeah. is is that 
you don't want because you want him to catch his stride, but you don't want to kill it the way it kills the And sleeper. also, please don't stop fucking her if she's about to come. If she's no, like, don't. oh my God, I'm about to come, and I'm like, Stay in that position. Okay, next position. No, you, you, no, no, finish that, please. Go, just handle that. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Soon as I hear her, soon as I hear girl, I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, we stay with this position, though. Yeah. We just, we good. Right. Yeah. A little bit harder, a little bit harder for her. <laughs> <laughs> but, but like I said, but, um, and like to me, I think that's the one thing with, like I said, with this, the, the way things have now progressed the, with the technology, the cell phone, I always do a running joke. I say, it used to be a time where girls came into business and looking for a producer. Now they just grab a cell phone and go to the norm, the, 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 the nearest store and get themselves a toy. Uh, <laughs> speak yeah, to sure. how hard it was to get into the industry back then compared to now. Uh, you know, like, yeah, it was, it was hard because like the industry was smaller. There was less people in it. There was less contacts, um, that you had to make and stuff. Um, also without having social media, there was no way to contact these people. Uh, email had just started not too much longer before when I started the industry. I know, I know. So like, um, you know, I... I took my, I took, I had, first of all, I had my husband take Polaroids of me um, and then took she those Polaroids. Polaroids. Oh, it gets worse. I took those Polaroids <laughs> to the library and I scanned, she went to the library. I, I scanned them on a floppy disk. Like I used the scanner at the library and scanned them onto the floppy disk. And then I took that floppy disk back home where I had a computer and I could send out emails to anybody I could find. And so I would just send an email to like webmaster at hustler.com, webmaster at playboy.com, webmaster <laughs> at whatever company I could think of, you know, like, and I would just go online and, um, you know, I got, it was, it was like some, it was like a portion of my day was spent like trying to outreach to people in the porn industry. And uh, I got a got a call back from a photographer who was producing the Exotic Dancer award show in Las Vegas, and he offered to make some introductions for me, which snowballed my career. Mm-hmm. But uh, now, like everybody does porn, and mm-hmm. uh, like you can just use your phone and upload some shit to Pornhub or like to OnlyFans or ManyVids or some shit, and you're doing yeah. porn. Look at that. Like you get enough views, people will start to know you. You'll start to make you know yourself on lists and stuff. It's kind of funny, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah. So because to me, because I think um, the one thing people don't understand is we're the only entertainment genre that there's no literature. There really not much is in to tell you how to get into this business, how to break into this business, how to move into this business. Uh, but now I'm starting to see more podcasts doing education about it. I know you probably talk about it. How important is it for us who is in the industry who's doing a high level to stow knowledge on those that's coming in so they can do it the right way? 
if you're not an asshole, you should totally do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because there's a lot yeah. of assholes that want to tell nobody shit. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, I mean, there's always the um, the thing of, like, the game needs to be sold, not told. And I feel that to a certain extent. The information is valuable. But at the same time, you know, like, if you can help somebody out, it's karma. You know, it's karma. And it's mm-hmm. better for our industry, you know, it's better um, that we have people that are supportive and proud to be part of the industry and, um, you know, even can normalize being in the industry. It's important that we have positive stories. And if uh, yeah. you can help somebody have a positive story, do that, you know? Yes. I get, I, get, like, I get really frustrated. No, it is. It's great karma. Like I, um, I get super frustrated because like all these celebrities and stuff use our industry to get famous. They're like, oh no, my sex tape leaked, you know. And they're like, oh, I would never do that. Porn is such a bad thing. Or like, oh, you know, my sex tape leaked. And I'm like, no, you let that shit out on purpose, and it's okay. You, like, I just wish people would like kind of give our industry but, the credit but, it's due and be like, but kind that's of proud been going on through history because if you look For at sure. it and break it down. Porn has always been the guinea pig for the other industries. We were the guinea pig for how you make yeah. money on the internet. We just, yeah. were the guinea pig for many of the technology that's being used. Understand, mm-hmm. people were making movies with their cell phone. No, they were using their cell phone yeah. to film somebody sucking dick. And that's when uh-huh. they decided, yes, wait, wait, let's do a movie with using a cell phone. You know what I'm saying? Um, we always have been the forefront and they looked at how we do it, even to now, how, like, even with Spotify, now they're offering subscription base. Guess what they got there from? <laughs> For yeah. More. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, I always feel like music and porn run parallel, like, kind of neck yeah. and neck. Like, Let if you want to know the direction that porn's going in, or, you know, you can just look over at the music industry. Mm-hmm. it'll yeah. definitely give you like an example of what's happening yeah because if you want to be honest the only reason why a lot of those music artists end up getting the only fans because <laughs> you know I have a theory I have a theory that that's not even it like I'm, I don't know this but I have a theory that only fans like solicited mainstream music people and not just mainstream music people but just mainstream people to be Mm -hmm. on their platform maybe with deals uh you know maybe with like incentives or signing bonuses or something but i i do i have a i have a theory that you know only fans sought them out but yeah you know every and and it's you know everybody knows and it's kind of like normalized porn which is kind of cool you know like everybody's Mm -hmm. got an only fans page the the lady that works the lady with the hot ass that works at mcdonald's guess what (laughs) she's busting it open more (laughs) yeah she's at least doing some like twerk videos or some shit you know yeah but to me i think what it was also it's a combination of both because you had the girls, because like for example, if I was a rap artist and pandemic hit, and I see this chick who is not a big time porn star, post on her Twitter that she made 30, 40 grand, and she's literally posting how much she made. Mm-hmm. The actual page, people, she screenshot that shit. Mm-hmm. I can see how many hits she got. It makes the celebrity say, 
okay, if this motherfucker who's a nobody making this and she ain't be, and she ain't really even got nothing but a Twitter and an IG, what could I make? You know what I'm saying? So, and then when OnlyFans start seeing the celebrities coming over, that's when they probably start offering the incentive to make more companies, you know? Mm-hmm. Because for one, for them to even step to sex workers platform, they mean they was in dire straits and they saw easy money because they saw what was being made. You know, the other thing too, and I've tried to, you know, I've got a lot of friends in the music industry and I've talked to mm-hmm. many of them. Uh, OnlyFans gives you an opportunity to create uh, art, you know, visuals yep. that are more risque and maybe not acceptable on many other platforms, you know? Like, oh, yeah. Suki Hot is a perfect like, example. That needs to be off the chain. Right. <laughs> yeah, sure. Absolutely. It is. But, like, and I'm sure she's not the only one, you know? Like, mm-hmm. There's there's plenty of people out there, and it doesn't really matter what your job is. There's plenty yeah. of people out there that like to explore their sexuality and uh, to play dress up, and you know they might want to see you know how it feels to look like this or to like do some nude photos or whatever. And um, you know, up until OnlyFans, really, if you were right. a celebrity and going to do something like that, you had to do it very privately, mm. or you were going to be like in playboy or something you know like xyz celebrity right like xyz celebrity is gonna be like naked in playboy and Mm. whenever you they do the interview with that xyz celebrity they're always like oh it's a great way to explore my sexuality and i've always wanted to you know they always say the same shit it's like now like if if you are like a celebrity and you wanted to do that you can keep all the money and you can do that. Yeah. yeah. But see, the, the only thing is, it's, it's normalized to watch, but it's still not normalized to be in. You get what I'm working saying? Working on it. I think it's working on yeah. it. Yeah. You know? oh, 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 oh. It's breaking. They got no other choice because the celebrities my, are breaking it. <laughs> my real estate agent's got an OnlyFans, okay? <laughs> Selling house and doing it and doing it now. So let's go there. And see, oh, which goes to my other thing. Is that the misconception that you can't have a job, you can't get a husband or a wife, or 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 you can't have a career after porn and all that stuff? It just kills me how people make it seem like if you do porn, you're dead. Your your life is over. You have no life. It, no. Yeah, it's not true. you know, um, it's it's not true. But there are some hurdles, you know, like there are definitely oh, yeah, of some course. hurdles. And as you know, I'm going to be 44 this year. And a lot of my friends that um, are in the industry are, you know, late 30s and early mm-hmm. 40s and stuff. And um, after being in the industry for so long, it does affect your personal life. It does. Uh-huh. Like it affects the type of relationships that you have and the type of people you have relationships with. It's not impossible, mm-hmm. but um, it is challenging. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. you, I run into even friendships, like non-sexual friendships where people have a hard time with my job because I'm constantly being harassed in public. Like if nothing mm-hmm. else, like, and you know, and I'm okay with it. Like I live this life. Like I chose this life mm-hmm. and I'm, I, I deal with this on a daily basis. But like, if I'm hanging out with a new, a new old friend or something like, uh, you know, 
I recently, uh, you know, met somebody that I went to grade school with. Now, if we started hanging out and like, you know, four times during dinner, like our dinner mm. gets interrupted because people want to take pictures with me and stuff. Some people think that shit's cool and other people are annoyed mm. by it, you know, like, but there's just yeah. all kind of different little like relationship mm. navigations that you have to deal with. Mm. Like, how's your dude? Like, if you, if you are dating a guy, like mm. how he needs to decide how he's going to handle you getting recognized in public and people like saying crazy shit to you in public and people touching you in public and people wanting to take your picture in public, you know? And I've got, mm. uh, I've had a mixed bag of reactions by different people that mm. I've been out with, you know, sometimes mm. you're out with friends and, you know, you guys are having a great time and all of a sudden so it's like, Oh my God, I just jerked off to you today. It's amazing. <laughs> and, and the person that you're with, it's up to them to make this interaction easy or not easy, you know? So, yeah. like, for example, you know, I just was someplace with my ex-husband, and that always made him feel so awkward when people recognized me. Mm. And, uh, yeah, like, literally our conversation stopped. And when the guy walked yeah. away, he couldn't bring the conversation back up because he was still like all in his head, you know, about it. Yeah. And I'm like, well, it is what it is. This is like my life, you know? And then there's other people that are like, they think it's super fucking cool. You know, like I've got mm -hmm. other friends where we're out in public and people walk up to me and they're like, Hey, can I take a picture? My friends are like, Hey, let me take the photo for you. You know, why don't, like let's this is bad lighting over here let's go over uh -huh. here there's better lighting over here so um you know the, it is relationships friendships those are all tricky 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 things but um and they're not usual but you have to like you know you have yeah. to decide what you're willing to work with and be ready to have grown-up adult conversations about this stuff because that's really what a lot of it's about is like communication yeah. because because once you start this business you're kind of technically an instant celebrity because you can be recognized. It doesn't matter if you have OnlyFans. That's part yeah. of it goes back to why you can't be shamed walking into this business because no. you're going to be seen. Like, I never forget, ad girls ask me, is this going to be seen in Durham? I'm like, this is the World Wide Web that would WWW stand for, <laughs> People yeah. in Alaska are going to see you sucking my dick, okay? They just keep it real, you know, period. <laughs> I just think girls sometimes just have, and guys too, I'm not just going to say the women, have unrealistic expectations of what the business is and misconceptions. Absolutely. Walking in, you know, period. And, and, very, and like I said, because there's not much out there for them to look at or resource material, it, it, you kind of can't blame them to a certain extent because you're going off of nine times out of ten. Well, back in the day, it was on VHS or the Playboy channel. Now it's uh, on your Twitter feed. That's worse. Yeah. <laughs> because 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 majority of it is really just amateurs, you know. Period. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, but all I know this, ma'am. I really enjoyed this show. And yeah. I'm going to extend this like I do to everyone. I would love to bring you back on the show and we chop it up as you being a smoke buddy, if you're willing to come back for sure. And um, for trust sure, me, for this, sure, it was good. Did this made my decade? So, <laughs> <laughs> wow, with that thank being, you. I'm honored. With that being said, tell everybody where they can find you, beautiful. 
Uh, you know, the best place to go is sarahjlinks.com. That's where you'll find everything Sarah J, everything from all the different places where I post my work to my social media and all the different merchandise that I have, T-shirts, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. See, say no more, people. Yes, I have a Hall of Fame smoke buddy. You'll be hearing from her again. We'll figure it out. <laughs> I know she's a busy when she ain't too busy. So, people, you know how we end this. Life is a learning experience. What's the point of experience? You didn't learn anything. Smoke that over. Thank you for coming to the lounge, Miss Sarah J. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you for having me. No doubt.